Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to find food freedom in three really unexpected steps. I think these steps are going to reveal why you've struggled in the past and how a shift and change in your focus and the way that you try to manage the problem is actually going to reap really fantastic benefits for you. So it first will help for us to distinguish why we get wrapped up in food in the first place. I mean, we all came out of the womb pretty connected to our hunger and fullness signals, and yet time and tension have increased our likelihood to run to food for comfort, stress relief, happy, sad, parties and funerals, you name it, food becomes an outlet for so many things. And a lot of the times this this relationship gets amped up because of the entrance of diet and weight loss thoughts. So I remember when I first went on a diet and how all of a sudden food went from being just food to something that I coveted, that I looked forward to, that I would stab your hands if you were taking my seventh almond because I was allowed to have seven almonds. And so that restriction from the very thing that I was enjoying and the very thing that is essential for our survival caused me to become hyper-focused on food. Now you compile that with a unrealistic media standard for our body's shape and size and the never ceasing, never ending desire and conversation topic and magazine, you know, headline to lose weight. And we really add fuel to the fire. Dissatisfaction in our bodies can cause us to make some really crazy choices because the two things of going on a diet and feeling restricted from food and then the desire to eat more of it and yet the desire and even mission to lose weight are contradictory. So we want food badly and yet we feel bad for wanting it because we also desire to fit into this societal standard of what our body should look like. And so the urgency to lose weight can cause us to make even more restrictive food choices, which then increases our likelihood to overeat, binge eat, and even gain weight, which therein aggravates even more of the weight loss struggle. So you can see how this is a really difficult cycle and somewhat of a trap for those of us who are, you know, faced with that struggle of food and weight. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's really hard to know, but it's all very wrapped up and part of the reason why we get wrapped up in food. The other reason is that the enemy wants to keep you distracted Listen, as a follower of Christ, God has a specific and unique calling on your life. From the moment he knit you together in your mother's womb, he had a 
destination for you to go, people for you to impact, calling on your life. Your body is made in such a way that you have the ability to walk out what he has called you to. You have gifts and talents and character traits that are all part of that big old plan. And so the enemy sees it and he sees a prime opportunity to keep you focused on self, right? Because if we're always thinking about who we are, we're going to be disappointed. And if our eyes are always on our abilities and our gifts and our talents, then we're going to be stuck on a pride roller coaster between moments of feeling great about ourselves and then also on the flip side, feeling really down. And the enemy has taken advantage of this opportunity for so many amazing Christian women and keeping them self-conscious, self-focused, and really sometimes stuck in self-hate because of the struggle with food. So we see the reasons why, but yet I guarantee that if you've been struggling with this for any length of time, maybe decades, right? You have sought freedom from food in the past. And it's becoming pretty glaringly obvious that diets are not the answer, and yet we don't know what else is. And some of the reasons that our our seeking food freedom fail is because we are striving and not really seeking. We're striving in our effort. What can I do? How can I perform? What is my outcome? Where did I do well? We're focused on striving and trying to earn this freedom and not seeking the Lord. Listen, if we could have done it, we would have already done so. The strength that we need to walk in food freedom is not going to come from our fleshly nature or from ourselves. It's going to come from the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. So rather than striving to change your behavior around food, use that time and energy and emotion to seek the Lord with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second reason that our efforts fail is because we're putting our hope in ourselves. Listen, if I take credit for my successes, I also have to take credit for my failures. And that is really, really painful. Because if you haven't noticed, us humans, we tend to fail a lot. And that's all right. God has known this from the foundation of the world. And that is exactly why he sent his son, Jesus, because he knew that we could not meet that expectation of perfection. And now we don't have to. As we seek rather than strive, we can find assurance in knowing that it's Jesus's performance that matters most. So what are the three unexpected steps to find food freedom? Well, we've touched on them all just a little bit, but step number one is going to be stop trying to fix the food. Listen, you've tried keto, vegan, juicing, cabbage, grapefruit, and each of these solutions only aggravated the problem and caused you to become more focused on food and more obsessed with your weight. Each diet tends to make us a little less healthy and a little more overweight. So stop trying to fix the food. The food is not the problem, the carbs, the fat, the protein, whatever diet it is that is keeping certain foods out of your plate, that is not going to fix it. So we want to focus on the inside first. And we want to look to solve our our greed problems with food, our comfort-seeking in food, right? Our, that idolatry of food 
from the inside out. And that goes back to the seeking the Lord. Now we want to seek him with a genuine heart so that we can fall in love with him. And then as we do that, our bondage to food will start to slowly slip away. When we try to fix the food, we fix our grip even tighter on it. But when we focus on the Lord, the food stuff, it starts to become less necessary, less attractive, and less a part of our lives. So the first unexpected way to find food freedom is to stop trying to fix the food. Second is going to be to yield to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we talked, touched on it before. There are a thousand diets out there and each one limiting certain foods, each one having a different can and can't eat list. Some focus on portions, some focus on macronutrients. It is enough to make your head spin. How can one diet that yields all of these incredible results be the exact opposite of another diet that has all of these fantastic results? Well, the answer is that there is no one size all fits program. And something that doesn't fit you isn't going to work for you. And I'm not just talking about the types of food that you eat. I'm talking about the intensity of the focus, right? If your diet is asking you to change everything all at once, you're probably going to fail. And yet, if we can tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit, who knows your health history, who knows your current health status, who knows your the calling that's on your life, he knows your hopes and your dreams, he knows your responsibilities, he knows your available time and energy and resources. If we can allow him to direct those little steps along the way, then we are set up for success. Again, it's an inside out focus. It may not always be a food habit that the Lord is directing you to do, but sometimes it may be. So the third way to find food freedom in a really unexpected way is to let your success and your failure enrich your relationship with the Lord. Listen, I, in my uh, course Platinum, my six month program, I encourage the women to write a new definition of failure. In the past, what is failure? Oh, it's not following my food plan. Oh, it's missing a workout. Oh, it's binging on this. It's doing this. Like we have a list. It's not doing the laundry. It's, oh, we have so many ways that we can hit the mark of failure and it's painful and it often overwhelms us and even keeps us from trying at all. And the same thing goes with success. Success can hold such an important place in our lives. I mean, I spent my life wanting to be the the best student, the best mom, the best patient, the best everything. And yet when I failed to reach those unsustainable marks, unrealistic marks, it really bottomed me out. And when I did meet them, it only increased my self-reliance. So in this process, I want to encourage you to let successes, failures, and then of course, all the mediocre stuff to send you to the Lord. If you have a great day, praise him. If you have a bad day, praise him. There's always something to thank God for. If you have a food slip, If you have one of those all or nothing moments that go from a slip to a slide, listen, it's not a failure. If you can, even at the end of a binge, seek God and find wisdom and understanding moving forward. So often the enemy wants to cloak us in guilt and condemnation, and that puts a wedge between us and the Lord. But if you allow those struggles 
to not just cause you to seek the Lord, but to sprint to the Lord, I would say no matter what happened in the kitchen 15 minutes ago, it's still considered a success if you allow that to bring you to the Lord. The Lord has allowed you to have this food struggle for a purpose. It's not so that you have to be, you know, always thinking about yourself or always managing your weight. No, 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 no. It is so that you realize that your efforts of trying to fix yourself and fix the food are going to get you nowhere. And the only solution is found in embracing the message of the cross. Everything we need has been taken care of. Everything we're not is covered by the blood of Christ. And that, my friend, means that you can find freedom in three really unexpected ways. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Oh, and P.S. If you're looking for an additional resource to help you get rid of those negative thoughts that lead to overeating, I've got the best resource for you. It's the 15 tips from the Bible to overcome overeating Bible study. It's five days, it's simple, it's word-based, and it will transform the way you see overeating. And the link is in the description below. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.